Greetings. Welcome to my 12th podcast, an excerpt from my fifth published on Amazon book, Gemini, a novel. Part 15. If you marry as a virgin, no matter how much you love your mate, you wonder all your life what it'd be like to sleep with another. For ordinary people, that's bad enough. But for artists, it's tragic, crippling, because artists are, by definition, individuals. By moving in with me, Patty has exchanged one prison for another, no matter how much of a haven it may be. She's dropping the tyranny of a whole circle of bloodkin and friends who have been feeding off and attacking her all her life, and in return now is loved and respected by a group of wonderful, talented people, each and all of whom are very good for her. Facts, however, are facts. In fleeing to me, she has placed herself in a position of temporary vulnerability. She is completely dependent on me, her mentor. As her art catches fire and her power and self-confidence increase, she will feel an accelerated desire to be free of me, to stand on her own two feet. I'll know when that happens before she does and kick or trick her out, as I did to others when it was their time to go. In the meantime, I'll do whatever it takes to maximize her creativity. I'll lie to her, stroke her, spank her, etc. I have much to give her, more than she has to give me, but I'm not replaceable, being the first to recognize and convince her of her genius. The first to see where she's coming from is now and will be, and she needs me for that and will, in one degree or another, all her life. In exchange, she must give me what I need to maximize my own growth, my own therapy, and she will, like it or not, or I'll terminate her. The galling thing to her is, what I need from her, I can get from any number of women, and she knows it. To put it crudely, she's going to suck for security. Give me the sexual pleasure I need to harmonize the yin and the yang within. I want to become smoke in the sunlight, water, marble. She can give me what I need so easily, she doesn't understand its value, its necessity. She thinks I'm just sick or perverted. I don't much care anymore, as long as I get what I need. I don't require her acquiescence, just her skill. Without it, I'm giving everything, and she's giving nothing. And that's unhealthy, unacceptable. If all the above seems at variance with what I've been saying and feeding lately, tough shit. As the man said, I am large. I encompass multitudes. Besides, I'm only at home at the crossroads emotionally at least, a necessity, I'm starting to think, for my own creativity, which was, is, and shall always be the one unbroken path in an otherwise kaleidoscopic life. P.S. It isn't impossible that after Patty leaves me and discovers her wings, she will return after a year or so and settle beside the ego, a complete, individuated artist and woman. If that happens, we'll raise a brood that'll grow and fly away and return and circle about till we die or ascend. A nice thought. Either way, we can't lose. The only real danger is now. If she sacrifices herself and returns to the clutches of the witch, who's waging war on me to the death for the soul of her daughter, all my efforts will be for nothing. Patty must say, fuck off, to her blood kin, or artistically perish and drag them down with her. I won't help her to do this. Can't. She's on her own. As I wrote the above, Patty did a consummate drawing. Very impressive, erotic, and strange. A few moments ago, Patty's little sister called. Says her mother is threatening to leave home also. 
kill herself. Lisa is still freaked out and jealous, too. Constantly on the phone from Florida, cursing us through her family, stirring up the stew. Wine is sloshing about by the galleon as the in-laws huddle with the priest, working out a strategy. At a laugh, but Patty is extremely unhappy. Feels she's being torn apart. Says it would be a lot easier if she knew that she really cared for me all the time. Never lock yourself in a room with an irate Canadian. I bodily threw Patty's kid sister up the stairs today like an enraged bull, and all she did was spit on the floor and call me garbage for stealing her sister. Poor kid even pissed her pants. Classic soap opera. Me towering over the little cunt as she squatted, trying to protect her big ass from the boot she knew was coming. Patty trying to pull me back as I slid out of my pericomo and hauled the screaming child by the hair up the stairs and out the door. Said afterwards she couldn't believe how handsome I was, angry. Winch might decide she loves me after all. Celebrated by taking Colleen and Newell out to dinner at my first high-class restaurant ever. Reservations, drinks by the fire, antipasto, and a great gorp with fine house wine. Got a glimpse of how the other half lived. Discovered I have a lousy taste, like everything. It has to be great before I notice how good it is. Music, food, wine. Everything except women, art, and dogs. Those I can spot right off, where they belong, and why. Something resolved itself in Patty tonight. Honey Bear's advice sank in. First-rate Zen poem. I'm proud. This girl's beginning to outstrip me creatively, and she's just starting out. She's rapidly eating this book with poems and drawings. Shared byline, if this keeps up, might retire soon to just watch her fly and kill anyone who threatens. Poem went like this. Cross bow, pull slow, straight up, let go.